from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. I want to just say this. If for anybody who listens to the bonus podcast, I was re-listening to it the other day, uh, and I sounded pretty stuffed up. I didn't even realize it at the time. I have been sick. You know, you ever been sick and not know that you were sick and just suddenly feeling, why am I so run down? I feel run down. Well, it turns out that I'm as sick as a dog, so I am literally stuffed myself with uh, orange juice until I'm about to burst. Like, that's the typical remedy, right? Orange juice? Yeah, there's something going on with this house, man. We've been sick for a couple of weeks. It wouldn't surprise me if it turned out there's some kind of radioactive isotope in the garage that is just poisoning us. Well, you've heard of radon, right? I've heard of it. I remember I remember seeing commercials in the 80s about it, like, you know, those lame, like, it shows, like, a kid's face and, like, these blue the blue lights, and it's like, radon, the silent killer. I know, and you know how many people uh, die every year from, like, radon poisoning? It's something insane, like... 14,000 or something crazy. It's just really high. Didn't uh, Weird Al Yankovic's parents die from that? Or was that carbon monoxide? Ooh, you know, you're asking me weird questions. Uh, I'm, I'm I, don't, pretty... I really don't visit Weird Al's <laughs> wiki page all that much. Well, I mean, I'll... I used to be into Weird Al when I was 12. Yeah, all I'm saying is that there's a lot of invisible gases and rays and things that kill people, and I think that we are slowly being poisoned to death. But the thing is, By that, not, the garage just... is not actually underground, so... You know, because that's typically in in basements is where you find it. And you know, we've we've been spending a lot less time in the basement because of the whole garage thing. So I don't know what it is. I just think it's sometimes you have one of those cold, and we just keep passing it on from like person to person. It keeps on mutating. You know, it goes from me mutates, it goes to you mutates. I just think we 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 no longer have that whole group herd uh, immunity. You ever no. heard of, you ever heard of that theory? Group herd immunity. Tell me about it. Well, it, it's lay it on me. Well, group herd immunity is just basically that if you have a large enough group uh, of people and they're in tight enough corners, sometimes they may share sort of uh, antibodies uh, with one another, uh, you know, through all kinds of uh, ways, you know, sometimes just sharing foods and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, mothers pass on uh, certain immunities to children as well. Exactly. I mean, so uh, so so maybe the, the, the problem is that we're just so isolated, just you and me, that we have no more herd defense for, for uh, immunization. I think it probably has more to do with the fact that the kitchen is a bomb. And let, let, I just wanted to mention that you, people are lucky that there is actually a radio show today because yesterday, was it yesterday that we almost died from eating mystery hot dogs from like months ago <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh get this guys all right here's the story basically i had put uh two hot dogs in a um in an iga bag i normally don't do in this but grocery, i, I like was a, just like a plastic i was at, bag, I was at my is, girlfriend's which, you need to shut up and let me finish i put it in a grocery bag just because it was at the girlfriend's and i just didn't have anything else to put in this is not something i do normally i never do this but i just did it once and I put it in the fridge, but unfortunately, our other roommate constantly does it with his food, and he leaves for weeks on end. So when I mentioned which one was our hot dogs, I'm like, it's the one in the grocery bag where there's two wieners. Well, guess what? It turns out that he had exactly two wieners in a grocery bag that who knows how long it had been there. It was long enough that there was this weird neon pink sludge kind of on the bottom. I was like, <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, is this supposed to be pink? there? <laughs> is this supposed to be pink? Yeah, and you know when you, when I looked at it, here was the funny thing because they were actually two different types 
of Wiener's. His was all beef, and mine was, I guess, the original. Yeah, but it's, it's the same fucking but, brand um, and everything. We yeah, yeah, it's the die. same brand. It was just I'm looking at it, and my first instinct is to say, in 24 hours, what happened to this hot dog? I was like, oh my! That was my first reaction. I was like, oh my god, what is what is going on in our fridge? But uh, that was that was avoiding disaster. Good thing, good thing you went over and you asked me. Yeah, but I, I just tell I, I, there's there's probably a whole bunch of stuff like that all in our kitchen that is killing us. So I just wanted if people people will find out that two atheist guys are found in a house weeks later by roommate who inadvertently killed them. That's us. Do you remember? Do you remember that guy? That video of that dude who ate that pickle. You remember that? It oh, was the, like, it, it, it's it, it was pretty widespread. It was like this one guy. You know, he sees this pickle that's been on his computer monitor for like three days, and his buddies, you know, pay him ten bucks to eat it, and he fucking died. I'm like, you know what? Don't mess around with that shit. If you see something uh, like, if you leave mayonnaise out accidentally, throw it out. Okay, don't fuck around with really, really dangerous food, and uh, otherwise you, you may end up dead. Okay, with that, let's let's move on. To, uh, now everyone's gonna probably think that today is bash uh, the yeah, Catholics Day because honestly, we're gonna be talking extensively about it because they are just making the news, and it's not for good reason. It is just for absolutely devastatingly horrible and annoying reasons as well. But uh, there, there's a lot of stuff to be said about it. Let's start off first with... Um, now, we talked about before, and I don't want to talk about it too much. In, in Ireland, we had mentioned before on some of the other shows, there was the Ryan Report, a 2,900-page report of abuse, physical, mental, uh, sexual abuse that was going on for like, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, something insane over in Ireland, and no one's doing anything. Uh, the, the police, politicians, that kind of stuff, they're all fucking controlled by the church, so no one is seeking anything. The only thing they've done, essentially at this point now, is the government has said, well, to the church, you're going to be paying a little bit more than what you normally would be paying to victims. So, well, so that, that, that was, that's the pressure they've put on, put on uh, so far. Let, let, let me understand exactly what's going on here. Is it a case where basically the government has said, we, we've taken a look at all the horrible things that have happened and you're just going to be paying like a big fine to make up for it? Is that kind of the arrangement between the, between, you know, the Irish church and... I don't know if there's this sort of like... How, how, if, if that's the only thing that they're doing, but let me tell you that that's the only thing they've done so far. And, uh, and as far as we know, no priests have nope. been arrested. Well, no, me, no one's been named, buddy. Not, not one person has... One, not one person is yet named dead or alive like no one has been named in that and and this is exactly also which leads me to what's going on in Bridgeport now you, you may re remember Bridgeport uh, it has the distinction of being one of the worst uh, cities Bridgeport Ireland uh, con Connecticut Bridgeport Connecticut oh. it is like at Hartford and Bridgeport are so like the drug uh, uh, capitals of like uh, of America practically, and not the fun ones either. No, no, it's it's more like it's because it's the drug hub, you know, between the east and west. It's kind of like right smack dab in that middle. So everything, all this shit goes through Bridgeport. It's like if you come from Bridgeport, man, I feel sorry for you. Seriously, get mm. out of there. It's a fucking dump. I've been there. I've been to the ghetto in Bridge Bridgeport. Accidentally, you and I, we we went to that ghetto. Oh, that was in fucking that, Bridgeport, that buddy. Was Bridgeport. Yeah, wow. we went to go see a hockey game. Shortly after 9-11, I don't even know why we did this. I crossed the border with an expired Medicare card. Do you remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. That was just stupid. Back in the day when the borders weren't... When, when people were free. <laughs> yeah, well, we were free to go about and visit our neighbors. So we show up at, uh, 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 at Bridgeport and we, we watch an OHL game. Uh, and, uh, and we didn't stand up for... It wasn't even the National Anthem, if I recall. 
I remember there was America. God bless America. Yeah, no, America the Beautiful. Which personally I hate. Like as a song, it's just annoying. It is really rather annoying. And then everyone was like, stand the fuck up for it. It's like for America. And we were just like, we're Canadians, dude. We'll stand up for a national anthem. It was like, we're going to fucking shoot you in the back of the head. So we stood up. Let me tell you that. We we stood up and we just put our hands to our chest, shaking. <laughs> we pretended to be Americans because yeah. it was the only way to be safe. So on our way out, we uh, we have a we have a dumb friend who basically is a doofus. So he's just decided, I don't know, maybe he's going to take a shortcut or something like that. And all of a sudden, boom, we are in the ghetto, like accidentally in the ghetto of Bridgeport. And I was scared to fucking death because I've seen, I've seen some ghettos. I mean, I've been to Detroit and I, I know what fucked up, you know ratty ass cities look like and bridgeport uh you know looked like the ghetto of ghetto detroit well here's the thing we were driving we we turned into bridgeport by accident and we immediately knew it was a mistake and tried to get out in the 30 seconds it took us to escape bridgeport somebody threw a rock at the back of the car (laughs) oh but the scariest thing the fucking best thing about that ride was that we when we drove by there was an aston martin parked in the middle of the ghetto and we were like, get the fuck out of here, because if a half a million dollar car is in one of the worst neighborhoods in the world, you don't even want to know what the fuck is going on there, because, wow, no one's touching that car? There's a reason, man. There is a reason. But anyways, there's a, the, 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 um, the, the church in, or the diocese in Bridgeport is also tr- attempting to quash the na- and, and, and keep the name secret of their own th- few thousand page report about lawsuits and, and dating back all the way to 2001 from some of their, uh, you know, some, from some of the clergy. And they don't want those names to be released. Uh, they, they, they cite instead saying like, well, we've done a lot to educate the community about the dangers of pedophilia and oh, the priesthood and blah, blah, sake. blah. And I'm like, what, how, I, I want to understand how these guys think that they can just really get away with that. And, 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 and I, I hate to admit it, but they are, they are getting away with it. No one is doing anything about this. Well, and it, just, it fucking makes me sick. It just blows me away. And I talk about this every single time we bring this subject up, but just how widespread this seems and how few people are going to jail over it. I mean, when you think about the things that you can end up in jail for, at this point, there's so many laws that, you know, you get a bit crazy and a bit rowdy, you'll end up in jail. But apparently, you know, molesting kids, like molesting a lot of kids, being moved around because you molest kids, eh, apparently you don't go to jail Fuck, for that. I can be I can be arrested for screaming at someone uh, really, really loudly and violently. Like, not even laying a hand on them. But, you know, we, we have assault laws in Canada that if you are verbally assaulting someone and it just goes too far, you, you can go to jail. I mean, it won't be for a long time. But at least you will get, get punished. But apparently molesting kids is like... Nah, it's all good. It is a fly, man. You you'll, just, you'll so, you can pass go and you can collect your two hundred. You'll at least, uh, you know, get a get a trial and everything like that when uh, when you yell at somebody. But you know, this doesn't even go to trial. This does not even go to trial. No one, no one is being tried. Well, there's a couple of guys, but geez, look at they're lawsuits. They're civil lawsuits that they that they uh, that, that that basically the court says, well, you need to make these public now because this is this information needs to be known. And they're like, well, I, I don't really think that's necessary. We're dealing with it. I mean, they, they always take the same stance. We're like, well, these priests, we know about them and they are in therapy. The fuck they're in therapy. They're just going around to different parishes, molesting the fuck out of your kids. That's what they're doing. And 
what was it that um, Alfred Hitchcock had a famous story where uh, he he was driving by and he saw a kid talking to a priest and yelled at him to at the kid to run to get the hell out of here <laughs> to get away from that guy and that was before like really all that news came out because Alfred Hitchcock's been dead for a while I don't mm-hmm. know if everybody's I don't know if I'm breaking this news out here Hitchcock is dead nah he he didn't he didn't look too good back in the sixties so. <laughs> a big fat guy in he's the not 60s. The, so. not the kind of guy who makes it to 100 by no. any means. No, he doesn't He doesn't make it to 100. But uh, anyways, th- that was back then. Even Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock knew that there was some fishy shit going on. But, I mean, I, I've, I've always contended. They have known the Catholic Church. If you watch the documentary, Deliver Us From Evil, uh, which I highly recommend. It's the story of a pedophile uh, living in, uh, I believe it's California, who basically... Just I think molested over two hundred kids, and he's 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 free, you know. He's he's not in jail. He's I think he's living in Britain or something like that. Uh, and you know, most of the people that he, most of his neighbors don't even know that he's a, a a molester. You know, it's just it's scary. But at the same time, like he admits, because this is this is almost an attempt, to, I guess, for him for absolution. But he admits that uh, you know the Catholic Church knows that a significant portion of their uh, members uh, are molesters, and it just seems to happen quite naturally, and there's nothing they can do about it. And think about if they, if they know that now, how long have they known that? They must have they must have known this shit for th- hundreds of years for a really long time. All right, the, these kinds of improprieties. This ain't new. This is not new. It's just that. Uh, only recently have, have people had the guts to be able to say anything. I, mean, I, can't, I can't even imagine how hard it must have been 300 years ago to admit that your priest molested you. Well, like, it's, it's always that funny thing that people seem to think about today is that, oh, it's so much worse today. Look at all the horrible things that are happening. And I always try and tell them they were happening before. Worse things were happening before. It just wasn't being reported. Yeah, you ever watch The Boys of St. Vincent? Okay, that's some pretty fucked up shit. You know, like even even uh, that that that's pretty much the equivalent of what was happening in Ireland. And the only reason that that kind of crazy stuff was uh, was allowed to even happen there is just because they give the church, you know, like free reign. It's like you can do whatever you want. And then all of a sudden later they find out, oh my God, what have you done? <laughs> well, you can't give carte blanche to these kinds of institutions, especially not the ones that think that they are, you know, be uh, they're they're beyond. The, the the laws of man that they only obey the laws of God and who knows what kind of crazy justification they have in their own mind for even molestation well, they must have literature inside that says well it's it's not so bad because I mean come on it it's pretty fucked up how how could you even if you had like say you're not a molester yourself you're 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 a Catholic priest and you take it fairly seriously and you believe in God and you believe in goodness but you know that there's a certain percentage of your fellow members that are fucking molesting kids how are you gonna feel about that. Yeah, I have no idea how that how that whole situation works and how basically this hasn't already torn the cat. Like, get get rid of just the idea of talking about uh, you know the Catholic Church falling apart or disintegrating or anything like that, but just uh, or being forced to break apart because of the insane amount of child molestation that has happened. But uh, take a look at inside. How have how have there not been a whole bunch of priests who have just said I can no longer associate myself. With with this organization, an organization that is covering up child molestation. Well, I I have to I have to admit, there's probably quite a few people, even priests themselves, that just don't believe it all, but that you know they they don't even come forward because what else are they going to do? Imagine you spent thirty years of your life, you know, in the clergy. Well, what the hell are you going to do when you step out of that? You your job was to just con- you know preach to people, and now you're going to stop. 
and do what? Work at Walmart? If I you, mean, you know what? If you if you're not going to be a cocksucking motherfucker who uh, you know uh, basically stands by silently while kids are getting molested, sure, or do something. You don't have to go to Walmart, but don't stick around and and silently basically allow this kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's here's something that even makes it all the more annoying. Let's 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 take the response from the Vatican when it comes, you know, in, in terms of the stuff that happened in Ireland or the the Ryan Report, as it's called. It's got your name on it, Betty. Oh, yay! <laughs> the Ryan Report. Yay! Anyways, there's a cardinal by the name of Antonio Canizares who basically came out like the the, the he he's the one that made any the, like the closest thing you could have to an official response when like it comes pre- to. Is this guy like the press release type guy? Um, let's just say that he's a major figure. When you're a cardinal, like there are very few cardinals. So when you're a cardinal, you're like the man, mm-hmm. right? You, you, when you say something, people listen. And when you, when they say something, it's basically kind of taken as this is coming from the Vatican and not just, oh, he's just a crazy cardinal that happens to be at the Vatican at the time or something yeah, you like can, that. You can bet that when a, when, when, a, when a cardinal member says something to the press, it's just because he, he represents the major, majority of interests of the church itself. There may be dissenting voices like in any institution, but for the most part, people are like talking together and saying, what's going to be a response and one guy comes forward and says i think that we should say this and then that's what they go over and say so he has come out they've decided that their whole angle is going to be like how do we downplay this whole molestation thing so they're in their wisdom their infinite wisdom the response has been to say well you know what um abortion is worse than child raping or or child molestation because they're like there's been there are 40 million abortions that happen all the time those are all baby killers uh, but uh, and that's that's far worse. So these are the kinds of things that we should be focusing on, and and, and forget about all this molestation. This business. seems like uh, this seems like a pretty big departure from when the Vatican basically called that gigantic summit to deal with everything that didn't resolve anything at all. Well, it's funny because the the whole summit when when the Pope Benedict tried to ha- convene a summit uh, on it, he even said himself that uh, churches should should come out and 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 be open and blah blah blah. Which is a load of bullshit, because if you know who uh, you know Ratzinger is, he's the same man that, as a cardinal, wrote a report specifically saying that when it comes to the charges of molestation and stuff like that, the church's official policy should be to bury any evidence about it and to pay off the families. This is the same fucking man who now comes out and says, oh, well, you know, you should cooperate. Obviously, those memos... With his name on it, exist. They obviously show that he was like his opinion is no. We really shouldn't be telling everybody. And you know, to some degree, I can understand because if if really all of those reports were brought out, if all of those names, let me tell you, if if the Ryan report names came out, people would probably be shocked by how many people are named. You know, I I would be surprised if if people aren't named. You know, there's a long history of people in the the Catholic Church of behaving like monsters. Okay, it's just, it, it is crazy. I mean, this is this is the this is the same institution that believes that suffering is is good, that all human beings are inherently sinful. Like, if you think that every human being is sinful, how do you look at them? I think you probably have a really misogynistic, cruel view of humanity, don't you think? Like, you you would view human beings as incomplete. Corrupt souls that need to get beaten into saintliness. It's just if I find in general, like not just certain branches of Christianity, maybe a little bit, you know, milder than that. But Catholicism is fucking depressingly 
cruel and you know uh, it, it just makes you feel bad you know it's funny because compared to all of the rest of the religions you're always hearing about the catholics and you know how how catholic nuns would beat on kids and oh, how yeah. catholic priests would beat off on kids and how all these just, uh, just, and a, just, just a fun group when I mean, I'm a Protestant, or I was a Protestant. I still associate myself as far as, like, what was your religion before you basically decided what your religion was going to be? Well, it was, uh, I was brought up a Protestant. So, and and for us, it was, uh, we didn't have any, uh, all of that kind of garbage, you know? It's, Protestants are bad at, bad at being religious, basically. So, well, you know, Protestants are, are kind of, a, their, their whole thing became uh, an obsession with working hard. You know, it basically became that. The Quakers and those kinds of things, like uh, the the Shakers, their 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 idea of saintliness was in putting yourself in your work one hundred percent. So they, that that's that's kind of you can see actually in America the 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 modernist movement and or, or the industrial movement as as having a strong precedence in uh, Protestantism. I mean, it's just go out and work, like you will achieve saintliness through hard work yeah i'm not I, i'm down with that i mean I, I can understand that it's probably a lot more useful than feeling guilty because feeling guilty and assuming that all human beings are sinful is just just an awful philosophy it's just generally. an awful way to live it really is it, it's not it is not life affirming <laughs> at all it just says everybody is a piece of crap okay talking about not life affirming i want to mention this really quickly I want to touch on uh, what's going on in Afghanistan. I wrote an article the other day about the province of Kunduz. Uh, that's in the northern part of Afghanistan. It's roughly the size of Massachusetts. So it's, it's fairly large. You know, it's I don't even know how big square Mass- kilometers. I don't even know how big Massachusetts it's is. About, uh, Give me 10, a province. Give me a province. Uh, New Brunswick, maybe. Okay, maybe a bit smaller small. than that. Hmm. Anyways, but I mean, it's just a it's a it's a province inside Afghanistan. Now, this province is currently being patrolled. And defended by about 600 German soldiers. So if you can imagine 600 people trying to protect an entire an entire province, you'd probably be like, that's ridiculous. So obviously there are lots of Taliban's uh, all over the place. And they what they've done in this province is they've effectively shut down uh, the education of women. What they've, you know, they go around towns putting up signs saying that if you send your daughters to school, we will kill them. And uh, everybody's scared to shit. There's only a few guys that have like. There's only one school actually that's that uh, that hasn't submitted to it, and it just happens to be because the principal was part of the mujahideen, and uh, he basically his response to the Taliban was like, "I have done crazier shit than you have. If you get anywhere near me and my students, I'm gonna go ape shit on you." So I, I kind of have some respect for his really hardcore stance, but I can, at the same time I can understand why the administrators of the other schools are deadly afraid because no, these absolutely. are not the kinds of guys to, that, they, that fuck around. Isn't, didn't they do a whole um, election in Afghanistan and everything like that with the, with the pink fingers and everybody's oh so proud that democracy has come here? My whole opinion on bringing democracy to countries like this is it's useless because so long as you have minorities like like that are willing to come out of the woodwork and go against the the democratic will by using violence, then that's no democracy at all. Yeah, it's true. And and one of the big problems, too, is that they tried to send some police officers over to the province to try to take care of the situation because, obviously, the, the, the German army is overwhelmed. But even just traveling to the province, two of the police officers got killed. So they just turned back. Like, it is, it is there's a large degree of lawlessness over there, and it's just because... Uh, you know, 
Afghanistan is mostly uh, a very disparate country. You know, it, not since the 11th century have they had more than 60 years of coherent rule. It, it's not even a country by any measure. I mean, it's just Iraq is more of a country than Afghanistan, just to give you an idea. And Iraq's barely a country itself. And that's that's one of the things we don't understand. You know, we have this very oh yeah, a person identifies with their country and that's it. But people in Afghanistan they 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 think of themselves more in a very tribalistic kind of uh, kind of way. You know, it's it's just, you're not going to be able to go over there and say okay, you're an Afghan now, you must fight for other Afghans as well. They're like there are other issues here. We're not friends with everybody in this country. There are serious divisions that uh, have not been mended. And to think that we can just walk over there and just say, like, we're going to bring a democracy and everyone's going to get along. No, actually, it's going to be worse. You're going to, you're going to come and bring democracy, and then all of a sudden, you're still going to have the same problems, except for now you have a crazy contingent of the society that feels galvanized yeah. because they feel as though they're being you know, marginalized and they have guns. So what do marginalized individuals with guns do? Oh, yeah, and they also happen to be religious extremists. Hello? It's like, what a powder keg situation. I can't even imagine worse of a situation. What are you supposed to do? What can you do? You would have to murder every fucking uh, you know, extremist over there, and even then, that wouldn't be enough. They probably have sons somewhere. There's, I, I've, I've racked my brain over it, and there's just, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just, you got to wait for people to figure their own shit out. You got to help them figure it out, but to get... It's hard to say because to say we shouldn't get involved, but at the same time, if there was no one there, it would be it would be even worse. There'd be genocides going on, and it's you know, what are you supposed to do? I don't even want to. I can't suggest if we if we had the answer off of this podcast, then uh, we deserve a Nobel Peace well, Prize. If, yeah, so. well, if you have any answers, uh, we we should probably become part of some think tank, uh, and and you know, and people can rack our our brains for all the solutions to the country. I, I do generally think that it would be a, a terrible idea to to cut and run, obviously, from from that. Oh, that you're gonna you're gonna use that expression? No, that no, no is... well, okay, not not that expression, but I I do think that there is a certain amount of peacekeeping that's going to be needed in that place for quite some time because it's the the majority of individuals living in Afghanistan, I believe, are 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 happier and and and, and better when the Taliban's not in power, and and for the most part, the Taliban is the only group that really is organized enough to really try to make any claim to that country because otherwise like I don't think anybody really cares or, or <laughs> has enough of an identity about being an Afghan well it's always that they're really gonna galvanize we've themselves. we've always talked about say Africa and the Middle East being poorly served by their leaders and mainly it's because either the good leaders get murdered or the pe the rest of the people who would be good leaders say, there's no way I want to become leader and therefore get murdered. I do not want to be murdered. And you know what? I cannot blame them. Being murdered is not fun. I nope. would not want to be murdered. Murder is bad. <laughs> okay, the last subject that I wanted to talk about, uh, it, it not too much in depth, but I think this is kind of amusing, is the fact that... Uh, Wikipedia has banned any of the any members of the Church of Scientology from making any changes to uh, to Wikipedia whatsoever. Have you you you've, you've heard about? This? I heard about this via tweeting. Like I, I'm I'm getting big on Twitter. It's I'm I'm starting to feel like it's something nifty, some kind of interesting communication schism. And I actually that was one of the first real bits of news that I picked up off of it, and I was like, that is awesome. It is pretty awesome. I, I actually read about, uh, re read about the article, 
it was it, it's funny actually what a, one of the things that fascinated me most was how the process was was occurring because that's 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 kind of something that I scrutinize a lot because you know people who accuse Wikipedia of basically uh, you know I don't want to say censorship but uh, maybe uh, or, 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 or or that we bias too much bias or control that kind of stuff in terms of content. Uh, but you know there is there there is a unique problem that there's obviously going to always be people who abuse of that system. So you all naturally have to design uh, safeguards, uh, safeguards, and that's got to be a tough thing because the more safeguards you put in, the less open it is for other people. So it, it can only have a certain degree of openness. It just turns out that if you give the reins to people, if if in the case of Scientology they have a financial motive for you know changing information about them from removing any controversy on them of course they're going you know you cannot allow these people to have any amount of input on their own wikis like why are you editing these wikis you have absolutely no right but well i mean apparently what the problem is and first off as far as wikipedia goes you're never supposed to do basically the, the general agreement is you know when you when you sign up or when you edit everything anything the general agreement that you're agreeing to is that you have nothing to do yourself personally with the you know no stake in the page that you're changing and of course you know throughout the years a whole bunch of politicians and news organizations and a whole a whole bunch of people have gotten into trouble because Obviously, that rule gets broken all the time, but it usually only gets broken in that way that, you know, the interesting Coca-Cola wiki page will get replaced by this company Borg wiki page that's just boring as all just shit. Whitewash. And, and, it, and it's just garbage and it's just, you know, propaganda. But Scientology took it even further because what they would do is they would release, they would remove, constantly remove properly sourced information from their wiki pages. So they weren't just basically... Um, you know, corporatizing their wiki page. No, they were they were active, systematically d deleting uh, information that everybody in say the discussion page had agreed on, and the you know that had followed to a T all of the requirements requirements for Wikipedia. So basically, they were cheating. Oh yeah, I mean, if you if you don't think that the Church of Scientology operates like a business when it comes to monitoring information. For itself on the web, I mean, you are a fool. I oh. mean, here's an organization that makes an insane amount of money, and uh, they have people in their employ constantly trying to essentially erase the 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 the, the facts. Well, don't don't of, of their religion. Don't even break it down to say people. I mean. Name me a big company that doesn't have like a PR department and a marketing department. Now, I guarantee you that Scientology has departments full of people whose job it is to monitor and manipulate the kind of information that goes on about their organization. I wonder what it would be to meet those people. Imagine you're on like a blind date and the chick's like, oh, I'm a PR person for, the, for Scientology. How would that be like? These people are such high-level thetans that they don't involve themselves with non-Scientologists. I guarantee it. I'm just saying, just sort of like as a general thing. Like, oh, like it's at? like a funny, wacky joke? Like or, or hanging just, out okay, with let, high-top Let's top just say, teams. actually, you're on a date, and the, chi the chick seems absolutely normal, and all of a sudden, boom, she just says she's a Scientologist. Like, what would be your reaction? I don't know. It's like... Uh, I've never actually... I'll be honest with you. I've, 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 I don't think I've actually ever met a Scientologist for real. I've never had a conversation with a Scientologist. I've, I've always dreamed... Of having a conversation, I've had I've had conversations with with low level like I'm getting into Scientology and Scientology is neat people. I've never I've never had a conversation with like a high level, or not even high level, but like a, you know like a mid level like actually giving a shit about going up the ladder and this and that. 
anybody that's being weaved that close in. I, I, or even just met somebody who does any auditing. You know, mm-hmm. I, you probably never met an auditor. Yeah, I'm, as I said, we've talked about it before. Uh, we we've been tempted to go in and check out the auditing process, but I'm not going to risk it. No, <laughs> and it's not because I'm afraid of having my ideas challenged. It's because these people brainwash. It's not even just brainwash. They collect information about you. So you walk in, and they will ask information about you, note everything down, and research the fuck out of you. You know, and they'll do that and. They are relentless. I mean, they keep notes on everybody. Whenever you do the whole e-meter test, I mean, people think that it's all about this to, 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 to test whether or not you're lying or telling the truth. Really what it is is to just gather information that can be used against you, honestly. So if they have a whole bunch of information saying, oh, yeah, you killed a hooker in 1995, well, you better do what we tell you then, huh? Yeah, I guess you will, bitch. <laughs> mm. And uh, there, there must be a lot of these, you know, a lot of the high-profile members probably have some pretty fucking deep secrets, uh, dark secrets. Well, the truth of the matter is everybody has secrets. Everybody has some fucking... Everybody has at least one fucked-up secret that if it came out, it would ruin you. Ruin you! All of our secrets are easily available via the web radio show, so there's very little that they can hold against us. Yeah, well, you know, it's it, they can hold it against us, but so can you know, many thousands of other people, so joke's on you, Scientologists. 